Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location. There we go. <laughs> Hello, people. This is Newsboys. God's Not Dead 2, the movie. You guys remember that? When did it become incorrect to speak the truth about life and death? When your life gave us all eternity. There we go. Even if it gets me convicted, I'll be on my knees with my hands lifted. Everybody. to be your light is that line 
And today, you guys, I'm not kidding you, we have, I have three stories today right here from America where Christians are losing their job for standing up for biblical truth, where they're in jail when no laws were broken for standing up for biblical truth and so on. Many years ago, my friend Janet Porter actually wrote a book called um, The Criminalization of Christianity. That was a long time ago. I mean, it was written quite a while ago, like 10, 15 years ago, something like that. And I have to tell you that <clears throat> I sometimes feel like a voice crying out in the wilderness. <laughs> Hello, people, wake up. Do you not see what's going on all around you? But you know what? A lot of people don't because, frankly, we're in the age right now of the apostate church where, you know, you have people who are leading flocks of people who are not really followers and disciples of Jesus. And I just have to say that, you know, um, that's why alternative media is good, even though Bible News Radio gets spiked on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and everywhere else we're on. (laughs) I just have to say, I'm still here, just so you know. And until God throws me out of the world somehow, uh, I plan on being here. I actually had somebody tell me, why don't you get a real job? I'm like, I have a real job. This is my job. It's to wake up the world, at least the Christian world, at least whoever God sends to this network, um, to share with you, look, people, the gospel of Jesus Christ, you either live it or you don't. There is no hot or cold. You know, there is no lukewarm in our faith. I mean, God says he'll spit you out if you're lukewarm. So you're either hot or cold, right? And you're either going to make a choice to stand up for what Christ stands for and his principles, or you're not. That's the bottom line. I have. I laid aside my counseling career because I refused after 13 years, guys. Look, if you're brand new to this show, let me just tell you something. I spent 13 years in college because it took me that long to earn my master's degree. A lot of you don't know that MS over here. That stands for Master's of Science in Clinical Psychology because I wanted to be a marriage and family therapist. But when I got done with my training, which by the way, in the state of California is 3000 hours of clinical training. It took me five years to do. So if you add 13 and five, that's 18 years of my life. I actually pursued a career where I wanted to help people uh, deal with their issues and their problems. And when I found out when I went through the licensing and I was studying that stuff, And it told me specifically that there is zero option to help somebody struggling with the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender type feelings in my therapy office. And all I had to do was affirm them. I was like, nope, that ain't going to happen. I can't do it. I am not going to bow to the state of California or any other state and tell me that I can't help somebody who wants help from unwanted same-sex attraction. That's just not going to happen. Not on my watch. And as God would have it, (laughs) he has a sense of humor. Yeah, he does. And this is what I do. Just have to say, you know what? This is what I do. I could be making a lot more money doing therapy than I do this. But my treasure isn't here on earth. It's up in heaven. And so I get to declare without hindrance the gospel of Jesus Christ, which saved my life. I mean, Christ changed my life when I was in high school. My life flipped completely upside down, inside out, and I became a brand new creature. Just have to say, just have to say, 
became a brand new creature. You know, old things passed away. Behold, all things become new. Jesus saved me. Yeah, I will declare that from the rooftop until I die or until somebody puts me in jail and then I'll have a jail ministry. Just like some of my friends do, unfortunately. Or fortunately. Depends, you know. I mean, if you look at the scripture, most of that was written in prison. Just so you know, in case you didn't know that. So, what we're going to do today is I'm going to start by thanking my friend, Superhero Paramedic. <laughs> Mia, let's talk, let's talk about something, you know, fun at first, and then we'll get into the news. But Superhero Paramedic Mia sent me a cutie. Yeah, she did. And look at that. I named it Mia. It has a little M on the bottom of its foot. You know why? Because I have, I have a Gino. <laughs> and I have Gina. Yeah, my little cutie family. Yeah, they are. It's a cute little cutie family of three now. I have three. I'm trying not to drop them. That would, that would, be, that would be cutie abuse if I did. <laughs> So I have to tell you, uh, uh, all of you guys, hey, if you want to continue to like provide for my family, my little cutie family, then feel free to send me one. I love these. These are so cute. They, they are. They're actually called cuties on purpose because they're cute, people. So Mia, thank you. Mia actually included a note in, in it. It said, it's a girl. Congratulations, it's a girl. <laughs> So there you have it, people. Yeah. So now I will definitely be sharing these on Instagram and other stories. And of course, here on our show as well, just because I can. And if you are not a person who has a sense of humor, you probably won't like this show very long. <laughs> just so you know. All right, so there's three stories I want to talk about today, and I want to say hi to everybody that came in. Thank you all for sharing it out. I really appreciate it. I, I don't want to shade. I don't want to uh, to um, say all of your names because it looks like there's quite a few of you in there, but thanks for the, the for the hearts and just for being there. I really appreciate it. Okay, I do see Fraser over there and Kim and Darren over on Facebook. Thank you guys for joining. I really appreciate it. Okay, so this first story, I wanted to bring this up um, because this is actually an old news item from a number of years ago. And if you don't know about the Lisa Miller case, this article that I'm going to read as soon as it loads on my computer, because my computer decided just to freeze right now. It's like frozen. <laughs> uh, this, is, this case is a number of years old. And basically what it involves is, for those of you who may not be familiar, I'm going to give you the thumbnails. And then we're going to look at the article together. And you guys can read this later. Basically, Lisa Miller was in a relationship with a woman. And then God convicted her of her sin in the in the lesbian lifestyle with that behavior and anyway long story short she had a daughter that was with this woman but it was actually her biological daughter and long story short the court came in and basically said lisa miller could not raise her own daughter she had to give the daughter over to this lesbian lady who decided that um she she didn't even want to be with lisa anymore so there's this big thing right <clears throat> long story short Lisa Miller skipped the country. Yeah, she did. Her and her daughter bolted after this ruling against her. Frankly, I don't blame them, okay? I seriously don't blame them. I, I, I mean, she doesn't want to, uh, you know, raise her daughter, have a lesbian raise her daughter that didn't even love her. I mean, hello, 
So, long story short, the guy that we're going to hear about actually assisted Lisa, did not break any laws, and he's in jail right now in Kentucky. So, let's look at their article. You have it, Randall? I don't know. Okay, this is a barbed wire one. It's titled, Making Christians in America Criminals by Philip Zohiades, and this is part one, and that's him in the picture. All right, so I'm going to somehow read this article to you (laughs) my computer is like going on seven years old and it's freezing up on me okay it says here uh while most of you were being dazzled with christmas lights the hustle bustle of shopping tree decorating home parties with spreads of food fit for a king church pageants and musical performance of the season a bible believing christian had to report to federal prison in america on December 5th, Virginia businessman and philanthropist Philip Zohides became the third American incarcerated for, quote, exercising, unquote, his Christian faith. You have probably heard about the Baker case in Colorado, the Florida case, the Flores case in Washington State, and the fire chief case in Atlanta. But have you heard about the Lisa Miller case in Virginia? Yes, I have, actually. I've covered it when it happened. But um, just so you know, we are going to look at the Baker case right after this one with Jack Phillips. But let's keep looking at this one. If you do know something about the Lisa Miller case and it came from the biased mainstream media, what you know is false. Just so you know. Making Christians in America criminals will be a series of articles unmasking the lies of the Lisa Miller case and the live drama unfolding in this nation with real people becoming criminals because they follow the Bible. Making Christians in America Criminals Part 1 introduces Zohiades, the most recent casualty of a crooked judicial system, bound and determined to set a precedent for the entire nation. The precedent is making Christian criminals in America if their Christianity does not bow to the GLBT agenda. One would call it the equivalent of the Roe v. Wade, but in the sexual orientation epidemic plaguing America. Philip Zohiades is a man known for his charitable acts. Upon hearing that Lisa Miller's daughter was being sexually and emotionally abused, he gave, quote, born again, unquote, single mom Lisa Miller and her daughter a ride from Virginia to New York and a few dollars. Zohiades, the president of Response Unlimited, which helps conservative organizations raise money for their causes, is now in federal prison in Ashland, Kentucky, not too far from me, by the way. He is now serving two three-year sentences concurrently, that's six years basically, for alleged international parental kidnapping. The courts were biased towards born-again believer and former lesbian Lisa Miller in the Lisa Miller case. Their anti-Christian crusade toward Zohiades and others associated with Lisa Miller has continued for 14 years. So I covered this case when it started. So I've been doing this show for 15 years. So those of you who haven't been around doing it that long, then just so you know, this was this is an old case. So Hyades broke no laws in helping Lisa Miller and her biological daughter, Isabella. The 2004 ruling by a Virginia court making Lisa Miller the sole parent of Isabella was still in effect. Lisa still had full custody of her daughter, and she and Isabella possessed legal passports when they left the country. They were ab- there, there were absolutely no travel restrictions when Zohiades gave Lisa and Isabella the ride and some travel money. 
His hearing was judicially manipulated in order to achieve the desired results. The goal of federal prosecutors was to find Zohides guilty. The Obama administration had already targeted Zohides because of his business. And I believe it because President Barack Hussein Obama, first of all, isn't even a legal citizen, and second of all, is a Muslim, and third of all, hates Christians and did nothing to advance Christian freedom when he was president, illegally, by the way. <clears throat> Thank God he's no longer president. At the onset of the trial with jury selection, it was clear where his case was headed. The government and the court worked diligently to prevent any person from being selected to the jury who indicated they attended church or were involved in conservative or Republican politics. Those who were educated, involved in missions or charitable causes were also excluded from jury duty. Zohiades was definitely tried by a jury who were not his peers. Okay, The government... Disallowed character witnesses on his behalf. Examples of his impeccable character would have overwhelmed the court and tipped the jury toward a not guilty verdict, which the government couldn't chance. Throughout Zohiades trial, all evidence was excluded about the sexual abuse Isabella was experiencing, which was at the root of why Zohiades ever became involved in Lisa and Isabella's life. So what's next for Philip? On January 4th, which already passed, the U.S. Supreme Court held a conference on giving a stay on Philip Zahidi's sentence while his legal team prepares application to appeal the case before the U.S. Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has rejected the request. Therefore, Zahidi's will remain in prison while an appeal to the Supreme Court uh, to take the case is made. There is an ongoing effort to reach President Trump with the truth about the Lisa Miller case and the hidden criminalization of American Christians. This case has been going on for 14 years, people, and has resulted in the incarceration of three American Christians, a born-again Christian mother for her and her daughter living in exile from America, and a lawsuit against a host of Christians and Christian organizations that stand for the biblical truth on homosexuality. All right, so that's the article, and I'm going to tell you who this article was also written by, just so you can see the bias, okay? It was written by Linda Wall who is a former lesbian, delivered from homosexuality by the power of the living Jesus Christ. She's worked for the Virginia General Assembly, lobbied for traditional values, ran for the Virginia House of Delegates. She's the founder and CEO of Virginia Mass Resistance, which if you know anything about the whole Mass Resistance uh, website, um, Mass, uh, standing for Massachusetts, Brian Kamaker, a Jewish man, actually uh, has been on the forefront with mass resistance out there. He's been, um, you know, out there exposing everything. And he teamed up, you know, he's teamed up with a number of organizations like Faith to Action, which is Janet uh, Porter's um, organization, and then Americans for Truth about homosexuality, which is Peter LaBarber's organization. And then there's other, quote, so-called hate groups, if you believe the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, people like the Family Research Council, Focus on the Family, Concerned Women for America, and others that, you know, are deemed, quote, hate groups because they actually uphold biblical values and say daring things like God made man and women to go together and marriage is actually one man and one woman only. And so anyway, Linda Wall wrote this and um, I just have to say that um, this is over on barbwire.com 
which actually has been targeted also by Facebook and Google. Their news is very seldom seen because these big giants who hate the Lord, you know, just go ahead and, and they, you know, they don't want the good news out or, or in this case, the truth, which, you know, is irritating. Uh, focus on the family. Yeah, I actually used to work there many years ago. Actually, one of my very first jobs was that focus on the family. I answered the 800 line. Yeah, I did. Anyway, <laughs> I, I worked there when they were in Pomona, California. I was just a young baby back then. <laughs> I was in my 20s when I worked there. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, Randall, you you are very familiar with this case that we that we covered way back then. Tell tell me what you think about this. I mean, honestly, what do you think? This is is this insane or what? Oh, uh, it is. And uh, as stated, and yes, there was a court case going on, but no, there were no injunctions against her. Like the article states, no travel injunctions, restrictions on her, whatever. Uh, there was a, a hearing in progress about, you know, what was going to be done and then nothing had been put into place and acted and she could see the writing on the wall. Right. And, and she and, bolted. Yeah. Rightfully and, so. And it's not someone fleeing, uh, fleeing, um, you know, um, like a prosecution or something like that. It's not the case where... Someone's found guilty and then and runs or is being charged with something. And then, um, you know, she wasn't on trial. It was about custody of, of the child. And so, um, yeah. She was trying to protect her kids yeah, from continually be sexually abused. Right, I mean, right. An actual was not mother, allowed, you, know. you know. Not allowed in the courtroom. Can't talk about that. Because this isn't this isn't about her abuse, <laughs> right? This is about um, some narrow-minded Christian bigot uh, trying to brainwash this um, vulnerable young daughter of hers. Um, yeah, I remember reading some of the uh, the transcripts from that case, and and that was kind of the whole thing that that the girl was in danger being with her natural mother. Because of her bigoted Christian beliefs, right? Beliefs, um, um, you know, it wasn't open to <clears throat> sexual anarchy. She wasn't open to sexual anarchy, and therefore, that posed a danger to the child more so than the sexual abuse that she was experiencing, and then documented by by um, uh, therapists. Yeah, you know, actually, yeah. that's that's exactly right. So you got to ask yourself, number one, why did the Obama administration decide to target specifically this case? Hmm. Maybe because Obama's bisexual at the very, on the very, uh, let's see, what do you call? Um, well, he's married to Michelle, but he's been known in Chicago to have numerous homosexual flings. And so I guess that, you know, he's a full on homosexual, but he's bisexual, right? But. The Obama administration targeted this case and this man, who, by the way, is Ohioans. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but there's actually, a, you know, my Bible is actually a, a Ohioans uh, translator published Bible. So I, don't, I wonder if he's related in that family. Anyway. Maybe it's a. 
interesting. Somewhat name. common Greek name, but it's Greek to him. Yeah, yeah it is. Hi, everybody. Hey, you guys. Hi, Tommy, Marty, Advar, Pastor, Percy, um, Melanie. Thanks for the super heart you gave me. Diane, Natasha, Jonathan. I did have to say hi. Tony, Freedom, Pat, and Jack, Daniel, Danielle, rather. Yeah. Oh, you guys. <laughs> You see my hair, how gray it is? This is why. Okay, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, all right. The next case. Christian cake artist Jack Phillips lawsuit against Colorado allowed to proceed, says federal judge. Now, this is another case where this guy's life has been completely flipped upside down because they were actually, he was literally targeted by the LGBT lobby. Okay. Um, if he's related to the Zahidis, it's translation. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up. I don't know, but, you know, it is interesting. Okay. So this article was published uh, yesterday by a guy named David Jolly. And it says here, I baked and decorated cakes most of my life, but my meager talents are nothing compared to the masterpieces created by Jack Phillips, owners of Masterpiece Cake Shop. His skills with cakes and decorations are among the best there is, and I humbly bow to the master cake artist. I also admire Phillips for taking a firm stand for his Christian faith and not allowing Christ haters to bully him into defiling his faith or closing up shop. You all know the history of how Colorado's Human Rights Commission, also known as the Homosexual Rights Commission, uh, charged Phillips with discrimination because he refused to make a wedding cake for a same-sex ceremony. The two customers have bought from Phillips in the past, and he never denied selling to them. But when asked to make a cake that would be used in a same-sex wedding, Phillips politely explained his Christian faith and suggested a couple of other cake shops in the Denver area. The customers ran whining to the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, who went after Phillips as if he were Jack the Ripper instead of Jack the Cake Artist or Jack the Christian. When the state of Colorado came after Phillips for exercising his First Amendment right of freedom of religion, he stood and fought, taking his case all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, where he eventually won, at least won a partial victory, which is, which is important to understand. One would think that it was clear baking and cake artistry from here, but the perverted left was not going down for the count either, and they won't, which is why we have to remain firm where we're at. On the same day the Supreme Court announced that they would hear the case of Jack Phillips, he was intentionally targeted for a second time by another leftist activist, a transgender attorney who goes by the name of Autumn Scardina. According to reports, Scardina, a biological male who is listed as a female by the Denver law firm he works for, called Masterpiece Cake Shop to order a gender transition cake having a pink interior and a blue exterior. Okay. Alliance Defending Freedom explains, after an attorney who targeted Phillips complained to the state about Phillips' decision not to create a cake designed pink on the inside and blue on the outside to celebrate and reflect a, tra a gender transition, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, the same state agency that lost its case against Phillips at the Supreme Court in June, filed a formal complaint against him. The attorney who requested requested the gender transition cake later asked phillips to design a cake with satanic themes and images a request that phillips also declined because of what the cake 
would communicate. Now, I just, I, before I even continue, I just have to ask you this. What is it? I mean, here's Jack Phillips, a very talented, creative guy, clearly likes cake. So much so, he opens up a baking he bakes for a living. He's a baker, people. It's not like he does brain surgery. He's a baker. He makes cakes. He's an artist. And yet, the LGBT lobby, for whatever reason, has targeted this little bank- baking industry. It's not the only time. It's not. He's not the only baker. Aaron and Melissa Klein from Sweet Cakes by Melissa were also targeted. And Randall and I, thank God, it was so cool. Uh, when we were at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention a couple years ago, we actually got to meet them in person, have them on our show, interview them, give them hugs, tell them I thought they were heroes, um, and all that. Who would ever think that, seriously, who would think, oh, one day, you know, I grow up, I'm going to make some cake, that all of a sudden you can't make a cake because you have somebody with a twisted mind coming in and saying to you, um, you know, that they want this on well, it, it's bu- it's bullying and it I, is bullying. I i suspect this same autumn guy would de- decry bullying probably but it is no different than than shoving uh you know uh, uh, pork ribs at a at a muslim and saying here here eat these eat these or you know whatever or uh, forcing a Muslim woman to take off her job, saying you got to take that, or you can't wear that, and just you know, we're finding something else. You know, if that doesn't stick, to find something else. Or the kid that stutters, say, say Sally sells seashells down by the seashore, and you know, and you know, and trying to get them eventually to, you know, to break, you know, break into tears or whatever, you know, by knowing something about them and and taunting it. We'll make a gender transition quick. No, I can't do that. We'll make a satanic cake then. Well, then make a... <laughs> just, well, I know, you, I know you're a stupid Christian, so let me come up with all the things that that will, you know, that will go against your very character. And it's bullying. It is bullying. And, 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 and using the, the government to do it. That's how they advance their agenda. Yeah. That's what Pastor Tommy said. And you're right. You know why? Because that's, you know, they talk about precedent, right? We, talk, we, we saw that big legal word in the last article. Mm-hmm. You know, what they do, and I've explained this before, is they target somebody who obviously isn't going to cave. And then they take it to court. And then they get a precedent and then when they target the next person, if they actually won, the LGBT lobby wins, then they can go cite that precedent. Well, in this case, this is what happened. Yeah, it's no longer looking at the, the letter of the law. Right. It's like, well, how this is how it was interpreted in this case. And from now on, we'll use this interpretation and never even more even look at what the law says. Because we have, you know, Colorado versus, you know, Phillips on file or whatever and... We yeah. don't need we don't need to bother ourselves with with the letter of the law or what the authors meant by it. We we now have this interpretation on record, and that will be our new right. Well, it is completely demonic. Story. It's definitely demonically influenced at the very least. All right, let me finish reading the article. It says here, Jim Campbell Phillips, attorney from ADF Alliance Defending Freedom, commented the same a- agency that the Supreme Court rebuked as hostile to Jack Phillips 
has remained committed to treating him unequally and forcing him to express messages that violate his religious beliefs. By the way, who can tell me in the Old Testament who is targeted for being a godly person in Babylon? I'll give you a hint. Starts with a D. And he had three buddies also who were in the furnace with him. Uh, anyway. He wasn't in the furnace. Oh, yeah. He wasn't in the furnace. But you know what I'm talking about. He was yeah. in that lion's den. Anyway, Colorado is acting in bad faith and with bias toward Jack. We look forward to moving forward with this lawsuit to ensure that Jack isn't forced to create custom cakes that express messages in conflict with his faith. Jack serves all customers, and he is even happy to serve the attorney who lodged the complaint against him, but Jack doesn't create custom cakes that express messages or celebrate events in conflict with his deeply held beliefs. He can't get a fair shake before a state commission. Okay? You're all right. Daniel's the right answer. A commissioner set to decide the state's new case against Jack has publicly referred to him as a, quote, hater on Twitter. One of the several indications of the commission's ongoing bad faith toward him and his beliefs. Consequently, Phillips, with the help of ADF, has filed a federal lawsuit against Colorado and their civil rights commission, claiming that they have intentionally acted hostile hostile towards Phillips because of his Christian faith. No. No. State attorneys argued in court that the lawsuit against them should be dismissed. A federal district judge disagrees and just ruled that Phillips' lawsuit against the state has merit and that it can proceed. Good. Therefore, just as many of you prayed for Phillips for his first legal battle, continue to pray for him and his legal team in this second and hopefully last legal battle. And I think we should right now do that. Let's join together and pray for Jack. In Jesus' name. Father, we just pray for Jack Phillips and all the ADF uh, attorneys and everybody involved in this case. Lord, you know it's a it's a kangaroo court. You know, this whole thing is, is just designed to, you know, come after Jack. And Lord, we just pray in your name that you would intervene in this case and that you would give Jack the victory and ADF the victory and that you would place your people in these places of influence that need to hear this case. And, Father, that um, the precedent would continue to be in his favor. And we just lift this up to you, and we look forward to the victory we have in your name. Amen. Yeah, yeah, they want to conflate it into refusing service to an individual, which is not right. You know, (laughs) in the first case, he served these two men regularly, just they wouldn't do a particular thing. You know, again, I've used this analogy, you know, I go to the Ford dealer and insist that they sell me a Chevy. They have to. Right. And it's like, well, no, we just don't, (laughs) we just don't sell those. We're a Ford dealer and this is what, you know, we get from the factory and no, you must sell me a Chevy. And if you don't, I'm going to cry discrimination and, and whatever, because you wouldn't do this for me. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm a cake shop. Yeah. I see all kinds of cakes and you know, wedding cake, bar mitzvah cakes, probably, you know, probably even make, uh, you know, Ramadan cakes. I don't know. But, you know, this this thing, I, I don't do that. I don't do the same wedding, you know, same-sex wedding cakes. It's just not in my wheelhouse. Um, and, and to force someone to do business with you, what kind of business relationship is that? I know. Anyway, uh, let's see. I'll be quiet. I think it was Lorena who asked... Um, if there's a GoFundMe campaign, I actually don't know. You can go over to GoFundMe though and look it up to see if there is, because because 
I, I do know that Alliance Defending Freedom, they are, you know, um, they are representing him for free. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have other expenses or his business hasn't been targeted. Unlike Aaron and Melissa Klein, where the gay lobby just descended on them and tormented them and put them out of business. Um, you know, Jack apparently is still in business, so much so that they <laughs> they went after him. Kim said over here on Facebook, the transgender guy also requested previously that the baker make a cake with a functioning penis. Truth. Well, I believe you, Kim. Um, I didn't see that anywhere in the news, but I believe you did. So thank you for sharing that. It was pure harassment. Absolutely. That's all this is. That's all it is. It's, it's, there's uh, Scott Lively, Pastor Scott Lively from Abiding Truth Ministries. No, is that right? I can't remember. I think it is. He termed the, he, he, well, as far as I know, he coined the term law aside because the, the LGBT lobby went after him and they claimed all this stuff that he supposedly did in Uganda. Anyway, he was acquitted and, and vindicated as well. But it's just, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Our next story I'm going to talk about in a minute is about a pastor recently who, um, who lost his job. Um, and I'll tell you why in just a second. But we got to thank our sponsor, Ariel Ministries. If you guys have tuned in to us for any length of time, Bible News Radio is supported in part by Ariel Ministries. Ariel is a Messianic Jewish ministry. They provide great biblical stuff, not unbiblical stuff, like a lot of stuff you get in Christian bookstores. This is good, solid Bible teaching. Ariel.org, you can go there. Use the coupon code Bible News. Save 20% on anything in the store. Uh, you can do that. And you can go over to our website, BibleNewsRadio.com. And check out our resources page where we have some recommended stuff that you guys can get. Um, some of the products go directly to uh, Ariel's website. Just remember, if you buy it, go use coupon code BibleNews. And then some of the books and things like the Gospel of the Holocaust and, and uh, some of the other books on our site, I actually will ship those to you. If you buy that through our website and for the donation that we we suggest and and or if you just want to become a pillar of our community with like so many of you have been, um, we just ask you commit to donating to us something. I don't care at this point how much we need anything we can get to help continue the work that we do. OK, because um, what we do is valuable. We're here every day and you're not going to hear this news. And the number one thing I hear from people that tune into this show is thank you for doing what you do especially on this issue. This is the hottest issue this show has. And I just have to say that, um, uh, you know, we appreciate your donations. I really do. They mean more to us than you know, because Randall and I, we, we are tent makers. <laughs> We're making tents, doing lots of stuff. Um, and so your, your donations to us are, are very helpful and we're not a nonprofit. So you, so it means even more to me when you give, because you're not even getting a tax break for it. Uh, all that. Hey, Elvis. So uh, with that said, also, let me remind you um, that Randall and I are, are also, um, you know, part of my tent making is we offer legal shield protection and also identity theft protection. I want to remind you, just so you know, uh, right now the government is shut down and identitytheft.gov is shut down, just so you know. So in the event your identity gets stolen you're, and you're going to go the government way, they're not going to help you any because of the government shutdown. Although I heard it opened back up lately. 
but still the website is still down just so you know so here's the thing if you want to support uh bible news radio by joining legal shield becoming a member of legal shield and getting identity theft protection as well as legal shield then you can go right here over to the bit.ly link bit.ly forward slash capital capital l-o-j that's all caps l-o-j 2019 that will bring you to my ladies of justice website which is the girl arm of legal shield just so you know yeah girl power but you can be a boy and also sign up we don't discriminate here (laughs) um if you have any questions and you want to sign up i just have to say uh, contact me directly and we'll get you all signed up. My goal this year is to sign up 100 people for identity theft protection because you need it. And we talk about that a lot on this show. Um, and if you, if you need me to give you more proof about that, I can do that at a later time. But I am now 99 away from my 100 goal. <laughs> so, so 99 left to go, people. Come join the team. Get protected with ID Shield and Legal Shield. You you won't regret it. You really won't. And we have members perks, which actually, if you use them and you keep up on them, you, you'll actually save, just so you know. All right. And by the way, I should say this. Tomorrow, Ladies of Justice is doing a free uh, um, meeting. And uh, any of you who would like to join me in this, this Zoom meeting, you can actually come in on video or you can uh, be on um, the phone for this meeting at 10 a.m. Central Time. Let me know, get in touch with me. It's limited seating and it's gonna be really good. So um, is it free? No, Legal Shield is $24.95 a month and that offer that gives you a lot of stuff, including a will and advanced directive and unlimited legal access to an attorney law firm in your area. And ID Shield is $9.95 a month and that covers at least 66 pieces of uh, Thanks for the reminder, Randall. <laughs> 66 pieces of, of information that we would we monitor for you. And there's a lot more to it. And we have a $5 million service guarantee and all that. So a lot of you already have ID Shield, and I really appreciate it. Also, if you want to become an associate, I have to tell you, now is the time. I know a couple of you are in the audience. Now is the time to join and be an associate. Jason, I want to talk to you about that because now is the time for sure to be an associate and because because they just did a lot of cool things. Anyway, all right. So also, you guys know that I play pickleball. Yeah, I do. And here's the thing. There's a brand new pickleball paddle that I've been using and playing very good with, by the way. And if you want to get your very first pickleball thing here, uh, go to goldenpickleball.com and you can save 10% with the coupon Pickleball Faith when you buy the paddle that they sell. They only sell one. <laughs> That's what's funny. It's, it's a, literally a new one. Um, but it's a great paddle for a beginner, especially. It'll cost you $54 out the door. And that actually includes, um, that actually includes the free shipping and everything. So, but only if you use the coupon code pickleball faith, otherwise it'll cost you 60 and they actually have this retailing at a hundred. So it's a good starter paddle. If, if you're new to the game, all right, pickleball, pickleball faith. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I want to thank Liz for sending me this article, this next one. And this is over on dailywire.com. It says here, pastor loses job after church sign stating, quote, homosexuality is still a sin, causes an uproar. Yeah, it's right there. See, people, you'd think I'd learned to, yeah. Anyway, 
<sighs> Here's what the sign says. It says, Bruce Jenner is still a man. Homosexuality is still sin. The culture may change. The Bible does not. There it is right there. Okay. Pastor Justin Hoke, or Hokey, I'm not sure. <laughs> Justin, if you're watching, sorry. I actually told Justin I was talking about this on the show today. Of Trinity Bible Presbyterian Church in Weed, California. Can't make that up. <laughs> Has lost his job following both community and alleged internal backlash over the language used in his most recent church sign. In early January, Hoke uh, designed a sign that read, Bruce Jenner is still a man. Homosexuality is still a sin. The culture may change. The Bible does not. All tr- all, that's all true, by the way. According to SF Gate, a couple dozen, and that's in quotes, community members gathered to protest the sign on January 6th. The protests called the uh, Shastina Love Rally. Don't you love how they call up the word love? Anyway, was organized in part by local resident Amelia Mallory. A second protest was held on Sunday. According to the most recent count on the official Facebook invite page, 71 people were going to the event and 182 people were interested in a pinned post on the official love rally facebook page a message from mallory reads in part we are there to support the lgbtq plus community in a positive way debating with any church members isn't the goal we are not there for them some of us on our side of the street still are also religious all of us are capable of treating everyone with respect even if we disagree do not engage anyone trying to escalate the situation to violence and like who would do that i mean I have never seen actual Bible-believing Christian escalate anything to violence, just so you know. And I've been covering this for like, I don't know, over 15 years almost. On or around Jan- January 9th, the sign was vandalized, just in case you didn't know that. And there, they actually, Justin actually posted this on his page, and he, he wrote, I woke this morning to find that our sign had been vandalized. They broke not only the plexiglass and stole some of the letters. They also busted the power box. I have not seen it up close yet, as this picture was sent to me by a member of our congregation. Please pray that God would provide. So this is actually, you know, pretty typical. In an article published just several days ago, Yahoo Lifestyle quoted Pastor Hoke, who said, quote, We believe that Jesus commands all Christians to let their light shine. We also believe that salvation is only for sinners. Jesus said that he came to call sinners, not the righteous. If we give in to cultural demands to stop calling sin, sin, then we are robbing people of opportunity to hear the truth. Amen. Despite there being no outward sign of fracture within the church, on Saturday evening, Hoke published the following unexpected update on Facebook. And I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to read the whole thing in its entirety because it's only partially here in the article. This was posted January 12th, just two days ago. As of today, I'm no longer the pastor of Trinity Bible Presbyterian Church. After much prayer and counsel, I have decided that it is best to briefly communicate what has taken place. Number one, I was informed by our other elder that he felt he could no longer follow my lead as pastor of TBPC. In other words, that elder is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Number two, I was informed that essentially all but one couple in membership would leave the church if I continued as pastor of TBC. Number two, that tells you that that church has a lot of wolves in it. Number three, our other elder and the couple felt that those who left would likely return if I would leave. 
Hmm. Number four, uh, our other elder was agreeable to stay and assume the pastoral responsibilities, probably because that elder wanted the position in the first place. Anyway, therefore, it was determined that it would be in the best interest of the local body for us, TBPC and the Hoke family, to part ways and then update today, 114.19, he wrote, I would like to add this. I did not want to leave. I did not quit. And I was willing to stay. Now, as of the time of this show, there are 224 comments, including mine, on this post. And 202 people have shared this out. The overwhelming majority of the comments on this post are supporting the pastor and saying what a shame that this church has done this. I mean, that's absolutely unbelievable. It's not unbelievable. Randall, what do you think? I mean, seriously, what do you think? I mean, this is, how would you feel all of a sudden if all of a sudden here you are, a biblical pastor putting up a sign that's completely correct and your whole church, your elder board, all that turns against you? Uh, I would feel like I've done a poor job in, in shepherding the flock and, and educating them in the ways of, you know, of what the Bible says about sin. Um, yeah, that would be, yeah. It is horrible. Um, yeah, no, no, dis, I don't mean to diss him at all, but, um, you know, the fact that, you know, it sounds like he's biblical uh, they're unwilling to hear biblical counsel, so yeah, that'd be disappointing. But um, shake the dust off my feet and go elsewhere. Uh, I'm humored by the 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 love rally or whatever. It's like the irony let, of it all. Let's go there and do what? They're just gonna stand there and in opposition, just stand there saying we don't love this. Um, you know, yeah, it's true that Bruce Jenner is still biologically a man. True. Um, homosexuality is still a sin, according to the scripture. Culture does change. Um, the Bible doesn't. People want to change it, but it change. And so, it's like they can say we don't like it, I guess, you know, but I imagine that they want to change it, which goes to prove prove the point of the text on the sign. Um. Yeah, well, is okay, let me look at some of the comments here. Okay, so... On the Facebook post? Or? Are there any new ones? Oh, I don't know. I know Fraser said hi, but yeah. I think... Wait. Oh, I... I don't see any more. No, on Periscope. We got a whole lot coming in here on Periscope. So, um, Natasha says she's not surprised. It looks like Eve said Presbyterians aren't born again. Actually, that's not true. Not all Presbyterians, I'm sure, are born again. But, I mean, there is a conservative arm of the Presbyterian church, too. And apparently, most of the people in this church didn't fall into that category. Uh, so, was the, so was that because of his stance on the homosexuality? I think so. I think so, because that's kind of... What happened kind of is all tied in. So I believe that was probably why. Um, and then somebody is saying, my guess is you haven't read the Bible. What is the sign? Hi, Jim. Uh, go ahead, Randall. Can you put the sign back up? Did you already uh, close it? No. 
I can put it back up. Okay, yeah. Put the sign back up. Because, you know, church signs are very controversial. God is good all the time. It says Bruce Jenner is still a man. Homosexuality is still sin. The culture may change. The Bible does not. There you go, right there. I mean, that's such hate speech, people. Yeah, it is. That's total hate speech in America today. And what's really sad is his church, though. You know, which, again, goes goes to the... Um, it goes to the apostateness of the church today. I mean, who would have thought in a gazillion years, hey, Tracy, and happy belated birthday to my friend Tracy. I love you, my friend. Um, hey, who would have thought in a million years that in America, first of all, something that was considered a deviant behavior 40 years ago and now is celebrated by the Supreme Court, Who who would have thought that marriage between one man and one woman would no longer be considered like something to be praised. Instead, it's something to be like scorned. Seriously. Okay. Number three. Who would have thought? I'll tell you the devil. I talked about this this morning on my get slugged thing. If you didn't watch it, you should go watch it or listen to it. Cause I wasn't on screen. And by the way, if you want to join my text message list, <laughs> you can get text messages from me every day. You might get sick of me, but maybe not. Anyway, you can text the term Bible News to 33222, and then I alert you in the morning when I go on to do my morning devotion, and then in the afternoon, right before the show. Most days, some days I, I get like, you know, there's only one of me. Sometimes I forget, or I just can't do, do it in time. But um, I was talking this morning about in uh, Proverbs 14, uh where it talks about, here, I'll read the verse to you. Proverbs 14, verse 15 says, The naive believes everything, but the sensible man considers his steps. And I asked the question, are you sensible or are you seducible? Right? Because the word seducible actually means to to, uh, lead astray uh, or to corrupt, you know, or to persuade, to induce, to have sexual intercourse. I mean, that's the number two definition. Um, but to lead or draw away as from principles, faith, or allegiance. Right? So, and the reason I brought that up is because the word naive, that's at the root of the word naive. The, at the root of the word naive in this passage in Proverbs is, is, um, is stupidity, uh, being a fool, and being seducible. So if you're stupid, you're fool, and you're seducible, then then you 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 have no you don't have anything solid to stand on, right? You 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 basically are a relativist. I mean, relativism feet firmly planted in midair, like right here. You have nothing to stand on. But if you're biblical and you have absolute truth as your foundation, which is the word of God then you're not going to be easily swayed. And so people like the three people that we've talked about in this show today, these are people who stand on absolute truth. Simple as that. Everybody else like, oh, oh, so-and-so's doing that. (sighs) Oh, what way is the wind blowing today? What should I believe in today? You don't have to do that as a Christian. The Bible tells you. All you got to do is believe it and do it. Because it actually says here that... The sensible man considers his steps, or the wise man considers his steps, right? It goes, it goes on to say, by the way, in Proverbs 14, the evil 
will bow down before the good and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. So don't miss that. Don't forget that evil are not going to win in the end. They might think so. In fact, <laughs> there's another verse here uh, in Proverbs 14, verse 12. It says, there is a way in which seems right to amend, to a man rather, but, it, but its end is the way of death. So all these people, they think it's right, but you know what? It's leading to destruction. And the way that you can be sure that you're on the right path is if it's in God's word and it aligns with God's word, you're on the right path. All three of these people are being persecuted, not for committing any immoral, horrible sex crime, murdering anybody or anything like greed or bribery or anything. They're all being persecuted because they believe God's word when it says marriage is one man, one woman, and or that God created man and woman in his image, and they will not bow to an alternate view of that. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again, probably to the day I die or be raptured, that's my option one choice, is that the whole reason marriage is under attack and gender is under attack is because we, as human beings, are the only creation that God ever made in his image. Animals aren't made in his image. As much as I love my dog Grover and Tuggy Bear and my cat, you know, they don't have God's image on them. So the enemy, the devil, Satan, the father of lies, the deceiver of the brethren, he doesn't care about all that animal stuff. That's why he attacks us as humans, because you know what? He sees God's, God's imprint on us, and we're bearers of his image. So he does everything he can to destroy humanity. Abortion, number one. Homosexuality, a big number two, because the behavior does not lead to life. It leads to death, okay? Um, marriage, if you can defile marriage and, like, mock marriage, because, you know, the Bible says that, you know, that, that marriage, you know, it's a metaphor, Christ in the church, you know. The church is the bride of Christ. So let's, you know, why not attack the most important thing that God created? You know, God created marriage before he did government. All you got to do is read Genesis. You can see that. So there's this spiritual reason why this is all happening. But, you know, can't we all just get along? What are you doing in your bedroom? Doesn't it bug me, does it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> yes. So the criminalization of Christianity in America, it's happening. And I guarantee you, I'm just going to say this. I will say this. I guarantee you that if you don't think it's happening... I would encourage you and dare you, in Jesus' name, to go out to a gay pride parade with a sign that says Jesus loves you and can change you, and or hang out at a mosque and witness to Muslims, and or go in front of an abortion clinic and try to share that that baby can be saved in the womb. You do any of those three things, you'll get persecuted. I guarantee it. If you don't, You'll stand here and you'll watch me talk about the people who will. Because I can tell you, I have personal friends. Peter LaBarbera went to jail for standing with a guy in Canada uh, who was trying to declare the truth about homosexuality. My friend, Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer from Past Assault Ministries, has also uh, been in Facebook jail numerous times, been threatened by Facebook, numerous people. I've been in Facebook jail because I was targeted by the gay lobby. Um, Jan Markell 
who spoke out on her show about Islam was banned on YouTube. My friend L.A. Marzuli, who holds all the same beliefs that I do, his, his YouTube channel was demonetized. I could go on and on and on. It's happening. And so the question is, are you going to start funding people like me and others who are standing up, giving you the truth and trying to help you be bold in your faith? Because ultimately, people, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> like some, like some, somebody said to me, go get a real job. Really? This is my job. My job is being called by God to warn you, but also to encourage you. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God within you that saves you. And you know what? God is God in you is a majority. Don't ever forget that. You know, I've shared before when I was in grad school in a Christian school, I was the only person that would stand up and say, hey, you know what? Homosexuals can change. They can. It's true. It really is. There was a former lesbian in the class who wouldn't even talk out. There was a pastor in the class who wouldn't even say anything. But there was me declaring the truth. You know, and I just have to say, it is what it is. So don't be ashamed of the gospel. Because one day you will meet God, right? Jesus said in Philippians, one day, one day at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. I don't know about you, but I want to willingly bow and willingly confess in humility that he is my Lord God. There's going to be people that hate him, that they're going to do that. It's going to happen. Whether or not it happens here or not, I can tell you this, having written the Voice of the Martyrs persecution blog for eight years, Christian persecution is alive and well on planet Earth. And it's this close to becoming like it is all over the world here in America. So you better, you better suit up, get armored up, and get ready to stand firm. Because if you don't, that's it, people. That's it. Your faith will test you out. And this is something I'm going to tell you. If you're a pastor, your pastor, whoever it is you follow or, or top buyer, whatever, if they cannot stand and defend biblical marriage, then I get the heck out of that church. That's all I'm going to say. Because if they're too wimpy to defend biblical marriage... <laughs> When Muslims come in with a with a machete and they're going to cut your head off, that guy's going to wimp out and walk away. Just saying. Just saying. If you can't stand up for marriage as one man and one woman, then he ain't going to, he's not going to have his head cut off. And Islam is coming to America. It's here. They want to take us over by 2020. That's next year, people. It's time to wake up. All right. Okay. So I'm done. Uh, I actually have two guests this week, Wednesday and Thursday. Um, tomorrow though, I'm going to talk more, uh, because look, the sad anniversary of Roe v. Wade is coming up soon, which is tragic. Uh, it's blood on our hands, God's judgment for sure. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to keep talking about this stuff as much as I hate to, because it irritates me, but I have to, because I can't not. So let me end by saying this. Look, the Lord loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus came from heaven to earth. He came in the most miraculous, coolest way ever. You know, I mean, talk about a cool God. I mean, there are a lot of fake gods out there who did not do what God did. He came through a virgin. He grew up. He died on the cross for our sin. Yeah, he did. Willingly laid down his life. 
And then he was buried, hung out there for three days. And then a couple of days later, up from the grave, he arose a mighty victor over his foe, the devil. Yeah, he did. Then, after that, the coolest thing, not only did he rise from the dead and walk around, he appeared to all these people and then commissioned the church. And then he went back up to heaven and he said, hey, in the same way you see me going, I'm coming back, people. And we're at that time in history. I believe that with all my heart. That's why I have a hard time shutting up. You can probably think I'm nuts, some of you. But you know what? Hey, the same way Jesus ascended into heaven, he's going to come back. And we're going to be with him, those of us who are going to be caught up with him in the air. Amen? Amen? Right? Yeah, we are. Time is close, people. It's, it's very close. It's super close. It is. It is super close. So be ready. So say it with me. Be bold. Stand up. And go with God because he loves you. Don't be ashamed of that, okay? I'll see you tomorrow.